episode 62 of Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Philip Hall. He's still a little rusty. Come on, get up, get up on the mic, man. He's he too relaxed. We gotta get game time. Get your game face on. I'm ready. Forest Hall, Philip Hall, Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because real church matters. We also say that together. We, uh, I'm sorry. I'm we sorry. Said, so, we so because real, real church matters. <laughs> See, I'm catching on. Are you catching on? You catching on? A little bit of housekeeping. RealChurchMatters.com houses all the episodes. It also houses links to one of our favorite blogs. Go do likewise. Uh, Antoinette just put out a new article last week, and I've read it three times. It's very interesting, very inspiring. And so I hope that you will go and read it too. Go do likewise. If you just Google it, you'll find it. She's on all social media outlets as well. I think uh, as Go Do Likewise or um, Likewise Life. One of those. Yeah, it was a good blog. I read it. It was. It was godly juicy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shame we don't have more blogs like that. Most of them are about gossip, but hers is about the word of God and how it impacts her life. And I know it'll connect with so many other people. That being said, we're also on social media, so you can search us, Real Church Matters, for Facebook and Instagram, and Real Church MTTRS for Twitter. So, of course, please, by all means, reach out to us, DM us, ask us questions. You can even email us at askme at realchurchmatters.com. That's askme at realchurchmatters.com. Lastly, you can always support us beyond just listening by going to patreon.com forward slash real church matters. We appreciate each and every person who gives. If you give at least a dollar, you get access to a little more matters, which is our little bit of a overtime where we talk a little further about subjects that uh, just to continue the conversation and give some exclusive content. If you give $10 or more, you get a free t-shirt and access to a bunch of other things that we are currently working on to get your hands on, including exclusive music that I will put and share with my Real Church family first. So that concludes the the, uh, housekeeping. We appreciate each and every person that listens As always, it's obedience over audience. But since we have an audience, this is where we say, let's get to it. Let's get to it. (laughs) Let's get to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Game face. Game Game face. face. Let's do it. So now it's episode 62. And we are talking about emotions and how they control us and how they lead us down. A very, very dark path. And so today's episode is called Why You Mad? Why You Mad? And we usually, whenever we talk about Cain and Abel, we focus a lot on Abel. But today I want to talk about Cain. And I want to get just an understanding of his situation and how his situation parallels with what we're facing today. And so I'll start it off with just simply Sharing that story, Genesis chapter 4, 
Most of you know where this is. Verses four through eight. And he says, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. Regard means God had respect for his offering. But for Cain's offering, he had no regard or no respect or did not accept his offering. It says, so Cain was very angry and his face fell. Or in the King James Version, it says his countenance fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your face fallen? If you do well, will it not be accepted? He asking him simple questions here. God doesn't have to ask him anything. He doesn't have to reason with him, mm. but he's really taking time to reason with them. And he says, and if you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. What did Cain do? Cain heard what God said. I don't know what was going through Cain. All I know is that he went to go talk to his brother. Yeah, he was big mad. That's, <laughs> he said, why are you mad? He was big mad. He went to go talk to his brother. And one thing led to another. And Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Now, why would you want to go and try to talk to him when you know that you are mad? And that you have yet to control your anger, as God said to him, if you control this, you won't have yourself in this situation where I don't accept your offering or where you can't control yourself. He said, because we have to understand, and this is going to be the point of all of our talking today, is that emotions lead us to sin. I don't think people see it that way. They don't understand. He said, why are you angry? He was already what? Angry. But he said, sin is crouching at your door. door. He hasn't encroached upon sin yet. He said, but you're angry. And because you're angry, sin is at your door. door. We don't understand that our emotions put us in the perfect place for sin to take over. Yeah, it's the liaison. It's the liaison for the sin. Like it's 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 always there. Sin is always present, but emotions kind of give you that bridge. Like there's certain things that we won't even think about doing or consider doing. I'm very careful to say I'll never do certain things only because like when emotion ties into that regular sin that's always there, oh, it's a wrap. You gonna you gonna walk that bridge. And it is able to take over us. It is able to take advantage of us. It is able to do what is contrary to us. It is not in your favor. Your emotions might feel like they are, but he says sin is at your door and its desire is contrary to you. We don't understand. Sin's desire is to what? Destroy you. Absolutely. It's contrary to you. Even though your emotions and everything is very self-centered, very self-focused, Sin, when your emotions allow it to come into your life, is trying to destroy you. It is against your even selfish interests. It's against your best interests. How do we know this? Because Cain rose up against his brother and killed him. Now, everything he was mad about don't matter no more. Because now his brother's dead and God has banished him. Yeah. 
He's exiled him. And Cain said, this is too much for me to bear. And he said, don't worry. You're going to bear it. And I'm going to make sure nobody kills you. So you have to bear it. And he bared that. He bared that his entire life. He had to deal with that. Why? Because he let his emotions be the precursor to sin. But we do it all the time. Sin stays outside until we engage with it with our what? Emotions. Then all of a sudden, sin's crouching at the door. And it's waiting for the opportunity to what? Come in. Because our emotions are out of control. He says right here, he says, you must rule over it. So that's what we're talking about today. Your emotions and how you must rule over it. I'm talking to the right person today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Philip, you guys share with them. You guys share with them. Just the idea of anger. Oh, the idea of anger is simple. I mean, it's it's an emotion that everybody, I always tell people, I say everybody don't really deal with anger the way that people who deal with anger, deal with anger. And, like, you see a lot of people get mad at stuff, and they almost just get mad to make a statement. But there's some people who really got to deal with anger. And, you know, for me, I was one of those people. I grew up in Baltimore City where, you know, there's certain things that transpired where I felt like, you know, I had to carry it with me. And things would happen, and immediately I'm... I'm 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 gone. Like I need to. I, I gotta tell you how I feel, or I gotta do this, and I gotta I gotta go through all these e- acts of emotion. And later on in life, I start to really realize, like, hey, buddy, you don't really have control over this. <laughs> like this thing is controlling over you or ruling over you. So I, I I love the fact that it says you have to rule over it because you can't do it in your own strength. A lot of people feel like they could just take a walk. Or they could just lead a room or they could just, you know, kind of just lead a situation where it's at. Every time you're going to be hit with the situation, the same emotions are going to be hitting at your doorstep along with the sin that carries the emotions. And for me, I learned that, you know, praying, like you got to be able to pray is a, is a tool to rule over it. I mean, another thing is basically like sometimes I, I listen to music. And, you know, <laughs> I focus I focus my mind on 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 God because it's it's no other way to really rule over it in yourself because but your it has reason. to be a thing where it's yours to control. God, who controls everything, is telling this man that he has to control this thing. Yeah, I say that one again. God who controls everything is telling this man he has to control this thing. Giving him authority. You have authority. We 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 engage with emotions as if it's something that's happening to us out of our control. Right. A, a person will be mad and they're like, even kids, they'd be like, oh, I'm so mad. I'm like, well, don't be. That's what God was telling him. He said, I, yo, you so mad that it shows on your face. And the response is always... Because such and such did this or such and such did this or this happened. And I've learned that he's not going to take he's not going to stop those things from happening. He don't care. Yeah, he don't really care. He He don't care. (laughs) He said, oh, I know. Ain't it crazy? Like, I don't even know if you mad. You mad at him. You mad at me for not accepting it. Are you mad at him for his being better? I don't know who you mad at. All I know is, like you said, you big mad and you need to control it. Yeah. 
And he said, don't you know that I would accept anything that's done in the right heart, that's done well. He even told him the solution. He said, if you could even do this well, if you could just control your Self, you can't even get to the real issue of why you mad. You can't even solve the real problem because you're so consumed in emotion. He's a good anger anger management. Like he's he's a good anger manager. I'll say that. Like, and like, he's telling us how to. <laughs> yeah, he's and, he's but he's he's constantly like even though he's giving an authority, it reminds me of the movie Anger Management, like uh, with Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. and. He he didn't. He just kept meeting him with things that would basically send him over the edge. Yeah, because and he didn't understand. Like this is not therapy. Like you're <laughs> yeah. trying to make me angry, but that's the way life is. Oh, absolutely. Life is constantly putting us in a place where our emotions are going to respond a certain way. But even in your emotions reaction, you must have the authority to control it. Yeah. You do. He said that you don't have to. You don't have to let it rule over you. But why does it? Simple. Jude chapter 1, 10 through 11 says, But these people blaspheme all that they do not understand. And they are destroyed by all that they, like unreasoning animals, understand instinctively. Let me say that again. Say it in a in a better way. Uh, he says that the people blaspheme and disrespect what they don't understand, but they're destroyed by the things that they understand instinctively. What do we understand instinctively? Our emotions. Oh yeah, they're innately in us. They're instinctively in us. We don't have to be taught how to understand anger. Right. But we have to be taught how to understand how to manage anger. He says, y'all like unreasoning animals. Y'all just understand what is instinctive to you. And he says, woe to them, for they walked in the way of who? Cain. Woe to them. Woe to the person who only understands what is instinctive in them. Because they are going to walk in the way of Cain. Cain only understood what was instinctively in him. I don't even think he understood why he was mad. He just understood that he was what? Mad. mad. When we ask people, why are you mad? God was asking for, he was serious. Why are you angry? Do you even know why you angry? We all been in our emotions. I'm going to tell y'all, I don't know why I'm angry half the time if I don't engage actively to look within and say, why are you angry for us? I have to make that active approach to it because what I understand instinctively will destroy me. What I understand through thought and through meditation and through God's word will save my life. Absolutely. But we choose that even in the midst of being angry, how many people stop and try to understand what's going on and what it means in relation to who they are in Christ. Uh, that's yeah. That's very few. Very few, and we're not just talking about anger. I'm starting it off with why are you mad, but why are you anything related to emotions? I I say emotions. There's nothing good about emotions. I I recently came to that conclusion. I said, you know, I was thinking about what does 
what do emotions bring me to? And oftentimes, whether it's, it's any emotion, whether it even be happy, like I, I'm constantly thinking about like, why am I like feeling this overwhelming feeling of happiness? And why is this thing bringing me to that? Whether it be money, whether it be, you know. Sex, <laughs> whatever it yeah. is. And here's the thing, he, like he's saying right here, when you walk in the way of Cain, when you walk according to those instinctive emotions, he says, you abandon yourself. Oh, this is what we don't understand. We abandon ourselves. The very thing that we say that we fighting for or protecting or defending, we abandon for the sake of what he said. Y'all abandoned for the sake of gain to Balaam's heir and perished in Korah's rebellion. I'm not going to get into Balaam and Korah, but I am going to tell you this. What he's saying is you've abandoned yourselves for the sake of gain to error and rebellion. You're do, you're, you, are, you are walking in error and you are walking in rebellion because you see it as gain. You see it as gain. When you're angry, Cain was angry. He saw the error and the rebellion of killing his brother as what? Gain. But you know the feeling afterwards... Uh, after you 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 become big mad and angry, and you do whatever, you always have that same feeling that Adam and Eve felt in the garden. Like you always feel like buck naked. Like, Why? Because sin crouches at your door. It comes in. It beats you up, and then it dips. Yeah, you just you just there. <laughs> You're still left there. Even the anger, the emotion that you possessed, is no different than the thing that. You possess when you are sexually excited, and then once you actually meet the climax of that excitement, you no longer feel that way no more. Right. There are things that are said in the heat of passion that you wish you didn't say after the fact. Right. There are things that people did in the heat of passion that they wish they did not do. Right. <laughs> He's just saying, <laughs> right. What's the, the reality is that even that is an emotion. That drives us to do things. And then after it's done, we stand around looking crazy. There's a comedian. He said, he said, y'all get so worked up. Y'all got whips. You got chains. You got all this stuff. Man, you got what? a leather suit on. And he said, once it's done, you stand in there looking at your wife like, so do I put this thing in a hamper? Where, 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 do I put, <laughs> where do I put this at? Why? Because life goes on. <laughs> Reality, we come back to reality. Yeah, and it's, and you're it's like, embarrassing. Where, where do you, you're like, honey, where do I put the whips and the chains? She's like, I'm back under the bed. Yeah. Life goes on. Yeah. And it doesn't for the person who's consumed in their emotions and has to live with the consequence of it. No different than the dude that went and shot up the Waffle House. Yeah. No different than the dude that drove a car through a crowd in Toronto and killed nine people and injured 14. Right. These are people who are acting based on emotions. And once Satan has crouched at their door and sin has made its way in, it is going to overtake them and then it's going to leave them. Yeah. Almost like the Matrix. Almost like, you know, when they, the agents take over the body and they, they go they through a little effect. And yeah. They move on. <laughs> they move on. They move, I, got, I, got, I got more things to do. Yeah. It's like when he cast the demons out of the man, he, he put them into the pigs. They took those pigs and led those pigs to the water. Yeah. 
the demons within them had them charge into the water to drown. And demons kept it moving. And they will keep it moving. Why? Because when we are consumed in our emotions, they engage us with and they open the door to sin and they lead us in the way of Cain, which causes us to abandon ourselves. Y'all are abandoning yourselves. You are deserting yourselves. You're hurting yourself. You're doing things, as it said in the, uh, as God said, contrary to you. I just want y'all to know that. I need people to know that. When they angry, when you angry, I'm trying to always encourage you. Like, yeah. bro, you are hurting yourself. I know you feel like it's gain right now. Yeah. But your error and your rebellion will do what? Consume you and cause you to abandon yourself. And even the things that you naturally stand for. Right. Even the things that you in your mind understand as right. Do you know what I'm saying? You'll look around and be like, yo. I ain't even want to do that in front of my kids. Or I ain't even want to do that in front of my wife. I ain't want to do this. I ain't want to do that. I'm no different. All of us, we find ourselves in these positions because we allow ourselves to act instinctively instead of spiritually. Right. Your instincts are faulty. People got to understand that. When you are operating in what you instinctively understand, you are operating from something that opens you up to sin. Right, anything that makes me feel good, I realize is is bad. It's just, it just <laughs> is what it is, and and I I the more I, I like I, I go to the gym often, and people think it's like a physical thing for me, but it's more mental than anything because I have to constantly do what I don't want to do, and practicing that allowed me to reach certain areas of my life and say, you know what, man, you really like you I gotta question myself, like, if I really wanna do something, I'm like, what's what's going on? Why you you like a dog and like what's 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 driving you? What's the driving force behind your emotions going running wild right now? Because it happens and when it does happen, we don't need to ask ourselves why not. We need to ask ourselves why. A lot of people ask why not. And what you say is so powerful because you're talking about if I'm going to control my emotions, I'm going to operate in discipline. Absolutely. And you said doing this is like working out. No different than Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, some scriptures before verse 27. He said, if I was an athlete, I have to run to win. Yeah. He said, if I was a fighter, I have to fight to win. He says, but I discipline my body and keep it under control in verse 27 of 1 Corinthians 9. He says, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. disqualified. He says, there's no way I can operate in this way where I'm continually doing things that disqualify me. This word disqualify is interesting because it's no different than what happened to Cain. He offered God something and it was disqualified. Yeah. Why? Because he did not discipline himself. Yeah. This was happening. That's what you're saying. You said, I go to the gym to learn how to discipline myself for because when I don't discipline myself, I disqualify myself. Right. And disqualification by by the standards that it that it hold in so many sports and stuff like that it means you can't you're not no longer competing you're, you're no not competing. longer in a race. No one respects you. Nobody is interested in what you have to say or do. God was not interested in what 
Kane was doing because Kane disqualified himself. It's the number one goal. I I, I read uh, somebody said something very interesting. They said Satan's plan isn't to to kill your your gift and stuff like that. He just his plan is to kill your witness, which makes your gift inactive. He wants to disqualify disqualify you. your whole being. He wants to disqualify you. Yeah, certain I, people I, just can't talk. They just can't. They can't even preach. They can't. People can't receive what God placed in them because they've disqualified themselves through actions. Through emotions. It led to those actions. Yeah. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? It's always the emotion. You they you gotta understand, before Cain ever killed his brother, he already was disqualified. And God told him, He said, You can be qualified if you do. Well, but you're going to have a hard time doing well when there's not well in your soul. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. (laughs) When it's not well in your soul, you can't do well. He said, I discipline my body. We don't discipline our bodies no more. We don't. Perfect example of this, just to take it away from, from, uh, to take it away from anger for a second, to show you how this ties in with everything. First Corinthians chapter seven is talking about marriage. Mm-hmm. And Paul says in verse 37, but whoever is firmly established in his heart, being under no necessity, that means he don't feel pressured to marry. Do you know what I'm saying? He says, but having his desire under control and has determined this in his heart to keep her as his betrothed, he will do well. What is he saying? He said, there's some caveats to getting married that I want to share with Mm y'all. It's not enough that you get married. He said, you need to get married under control. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's big. That's big. I mean, cuz I'm right and I totally understand what he's saying. Yeah. Like it's like going into the grocery store hungry. It is. <laughs> like for instance, he's talking about he wants you to go into the entity in, in, of marriage under with, control. Under control. Think about everything that we do in marriage and and in leading up to it. It's all about being out of control. Yeah. People say, "I fell in love." They not in control. He said right here, he said, you can't do this under any pressure of any kind. He said, you have to have your desires under control. How do you know if this is the right thing if you are blinded by the pressures of desire? If you're blinded by the pressure of emotion, then all of a sudden the emotions cool down and people divorce. Yeah. Emotions cool down and people say, I made a mistake. Emotions cool down and you say, we you change. No, that person didn't change. You stop seeing them under the disguise of what? Emotions. Yeah. I mean, lust, lust is a dangerous thing. A lot of people get into it and they think it's, it's secure all. Like if you if a guy like a lot of women before marriage, it, a, having one woman all the time ain't going to really fulfill it's that. It's not going to change anything. Yeah, it's not going to change Because that. he's still... Left to his emotions To what is instinctive in them I I understand when men say You know we wasn't made for one woman Instinctively you were not Why? Because instinctively You are going by what you understand You came packaged with some stuff David said I was born and shaped in iniquity He said but God requires truth In my inward parts 
What is he re- he's saying? He said, I was born undisciplined. Yeah. But God requires me to be disciplined through his word. Amen. Amen. Do you like, hear what I'm saying? In that discipline of his word, I'll know if I'm supposed to be married or not. And it won't be because I fell in love. It'll be because I walked in love. Oh yeah. my goodness. You totally walked in love. That's that's beautiful because that, that doesn't happen. That doesn't that, happen. Everybody yeah. won't fall in love. Man, when I see engagement announcements, I never even see the gentleman. I always see the ring. Yeah. I, I always yeah. like people people want to <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying, like people get married as a goal rather than as a a, a, a tool. Like marriage is really a tool. To, to it should draw you closer to God. It should unite two souls in becoming one. And it should be a thing that is operated in and engaged in in self control. But we are so lost in our emotions that even something as beautiful and sanct- the sanctity of marriage is defiled because we are doing it under necessity and having not. Put our desires under control. He says, and if this man has determined this in his heart, do you know what I'm saying? Determining something in one's heart means that they are settled in it and established in it, and there is no going back. back. You cannot be determined and settled and established in your heart if it's based on emotions. Right. Those change. It changes all the time. There's Amen. some people that I I I couldn't imagine not talking to in life that all of a sudden one day I was just like man you know outside of music that emotion like or even being playing sports together or even like you mentioned when you was preaching like watching a game with somebody and all of a sudden y'all become super cool out of emotion yeah not even knowing this person you willing to dap them up you willing to hug them they you hugging willing- <laughs> their team won a championship these dudes don't even know each other they two dudes they, 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 all that stuff go out the door. <laughs> when, the, when their team win the championship, they hugging. Then they step back. They look at each other like, "What's up, yeah?" It, it, once it dies down, we think that that whole cyclical motion of build up and let down of sex. We think that that only is based on sex. It's in every aspect that is connected to emotions and desires. Absolutely. Everything is a build up, climax, let down. Right. That's how you end up big mad. And then you act on it. That's the climax. And then the letdown is look what I didn't did. That's that's always the sobering part is the after aftermath. And, and a lot of people don't really make it back. They and let me help y'all with this. There's no plan B pill. For the act of sin. There's no reversal of the act of sin. There are consequences with it. There are consequences that one must deal with. There's no plan B for your conscience. Do you know what I'm saying? There was no plan B for Cain. He couldn't reverse what he did. There are consequences for it. But when we look at it in a way where there's a physical consequence, the, yeah, there's going to be sometimes ways to get out of that physical consequence. I had sex. I didn't protect myself. I could take a plan B. Problem solved. But not really. 
Because the biggest problem is, why aren't I acceptable to God? Disqualified. <laughs> you disqualify. It's like being engaged to somebody. Like uh, we're engaged to God right now. And he like he's preparing us and then we do some dastardly things and we think we just gonna come back to him like, hey man, like the like, wet the wedding's still on, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wedding's still on and he like No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because you didn't have to do this. Sin was crouching at your door. I gave you opportunity to control yourself. But you couldn't. But he thought he could because he went and talked to his brother. Just like we think we could. So we go and get married anyway. Just like we think we could. So we go and deal with the people that we know we struggle with loving anyway. We don't deal with ourselves. We try to force ourselves to deal with things without ever dealing with ourselves. Yeah. That's big You know you deal with anger But you're going to continue to force yourself To engage with people Instead of forcing yourself to discipline yourself The discipline don't come in being in people's face The discipline comes in being in God's face Man I, I It's funny because I talked to this guy And he, uh, he hit me with He said hey man she makes me so crazy man <laughs> He said, like, I be talking to her. I just don't understand why she can't act right. And it just, it's, it drives me crazy. The next thing you know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy just like her. I said, why? I said, why are you like, why, why are you mad? Why are you big mad? Like, why is changing who you are? I said, like, anybody who has that control over you, I said, that ain't good. And he's like, nah, she don't control me. I said, oh, no, she do. She, she controls you. Like, and you big mad about it. I said, why can't you be in that, in whatever relationship y'all call it, yeah. and, and it not control you? As Christians, we should control every room we walk in. Everybody say positive vibes. We should be able to enter a room, and we should be able, no matter what we face with, emotions should never drive us to not overcoming whatever's in that room. Because positive vibes don't do it. Positive vibes don't. And here's the thing. What you said to him was interesting because it's something I always say to people. But this lesson has kind of opened my eyes to it. It's not that she controls him. We got to ask ourselves, bro, why does your emotions control you? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the deeper. That's the deeper part. That's the deeper part. When we look at it like that, when we look at it like, yo, why are you letting this woman control you? People get behind that. They down with that. Oh, they down with it. They go from relationship to relationship because they don't really I mean, like. Right? Yeah, she. I. You know, <laughs> I can't let this woman control me. I'm out. But not realizing whatever relationship they go in, it's the same thing. It's the same thing because they have yet to realize they are controlling themselves. And when you let emotions control you, you abandon yourself. People have abandoned marriages before they ever divorced because they abandoned themselves. If you abandon yourself, you've abandoned your marriage. Why? Because this person is supposed to be an extension of who? You. Right. When we are in our emotions, we abandon ourselves. That's how people end up neglecting children. That's how marriages crumble. That's how families crumble. That's how careers crumble because people sabotage themselves because they are in love with themselves. Absolutely. I actually, and this is probably not one of the favorable topics these days, but I actually, I'm, 
I see the self love thing all the time, and f- for me, what it does is like, I got kids, and I don't need to teach them how to fight. I don't need to teach them how to lie. I don't need to teach them how to steal. You certainly don't need to teach people how to be selfish. You don't <laughs> need to teach them because when you say self-love, we're talking about people being too in tune, in touch with themselves. When we think about masturbation, the peop- reason <laughs> the reason people have people don't understand, that's a problem because you are engaging with in something that was meant for two by yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? You're engaging in something that was meant for two by yourself. Get where I'm going with this. When you operate in this life according to yourself, you are touching yourself. See, the woman with the issue of blood, she knew I can't touch myself. I need to touch somebody else. See, this life is not built for one. It's built for Two, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for him to be without people. And it's not good for him to be without God. We walk in a masturbatory fashion. Why? Because we too in touch with ourselves. We're too intimate with ourselves. We're not intimate with God. It's like being married. But every time your wife want to be intimate, you tell her no. But then she walk in and you are tearing yourself up. My God. (laughs) My God. It's been a minute since I said this, but Jesus after dark. <laughs> Jesus after dark. <laughs> Listen, it, it's back. Jesus after dark is back. Listen, you have to understand when you, you can't operate in that way, your wife's going to be offended. Oh, absolutely. Your wife's going to say, "What's what am I, chopped liver? You're sick. I'd rather you go cheat with a woman. I can't even say it's not, it's me. Something wrong with you. you because you rather do that to yourself than to engage in that way with me. Man. That's what's happening. All this self-love, people turn themselves within themselves. It says in the last days, they will be lovers of themselves. Themselves. I challenge myself. I, I mean, every every Good time I see it on social media, I always like look at the person's relationships and how, like because I see endless memes of self love, and then I go and I try to search for the relationship that they have, and it's it's, it's never there. It's, 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 why? How could it be? <laughs> yeah, one is a lover of themselves. In order for us to engage in this world in a healthy way, one way that is not based on instinctive desires but it's based on discipline. I have to love something other than myself. I have to love God first. And through my love for God, love everybody else. else. That is an intimate relationship because it's not good that I'm alone. That's the way Jesus did it. It's interesting how people's emotions isolate them. Interesting how their emotions drive them away from people. Interesting how their emotions push them away from everybody. Even when it drives them, you know how young girls are, their emotions will push them away from their parents and drive them into the arms of some guy who only is taking advantage of their emotions for their gain. They think that they're not isolating themselves, but they are because being with this man doesn't make you two because he's only in it for one. And so are you. you. Oh, man. That's good. That's good. I man, that's good. <laughs> that's crazy cuz I have to check myself. I had the conversation actually last night and I was saying that 
one of my biggest things now is checking myself to see, like we always we was talking about sincerity. So yeah. it's it's a part of sincerity is to check your motives. And a lot of times we even in good actions. We only looking out for our, ourselves, pretty only. much. Like with even relationships. Hey, I don't want to be alone, so let me grab her. Yeah. Or, or hey, I I don't really like even our relationship with God. We want to be attached to God only because of what He brings. Exactly, and that that takes us back to Cain. Yeah. Because Cain was upset, but if he he's upset because he loves himself, he was hurt by what God did to. Him, he never thought, I'm giving this sacrifice to God. He don't like it. I should probably ask him, how can I make it better? I should probably ask him what I could do to get it right. But see, he had got to the point where he just was doing it. But it was more for what it did for him. him. Yeah. Oh my. And Abel was just he was a he was a casualty. We came to play today. He was a casualty. He was a casualty. Man. It's not even about Abel. <laughs> it was never about Abel. It's never the people that we destroy and hurt. It's never about them. They think it was about them. This it was uh, it was about us and the fact that we didn't like how other things made us feel. feel. He took no thought to how God felt. Mm-mm. It's like giving somebody a birthday gift and they tell you, I, I don't like that. Instead of you saying, oh, well, what can I give you? Because oh, yeah. I, I want to really honor you. And, and maybe I thought that was maybe I thought that was right, but I don't. I, it, it's wrong. OK, how can I honor you? No, we take it personal. Oh, yeah. Total offense. Total offense. Like, man, you're not, you not thankful. Like, you're not grateful. You're not thankful. If your intention was really to bless them. Then you, if they're not accepting of what you gave them, you should evaluate how you bless them. I tell people that all the time. If you don't, if you don't know what I want, don't be ashamed to ask. I would hate for you to try to act like you know me and get something that has nothing connected to me. Somebody did that before. It got me so I said, I don't even wear watches. I don't even wear what can I get the receipt at least? Or you can just keep it. I don't wear watches. I'm not going to I'm not going to put you in a situation where you give me something and I'm not accepting of it just because I accept it. Just because we accept things, folks, don't mean that we accepted it because y'all accept a lot of things for people. And it sits on a shelf, sits on a dresser, collects dust because you didn't really truly accept it. Yeah, you just did it. You ain't to, doing them no favor. It's a it's a swap meet. You you did it so they can you you understand what pleases them. And sometimes like we even I mean I'm gonna speak for myself. In relationships, it's, it's big. All the, you know, especially in marriage. Like my wife had cooked a meal. <laughs> okay. And she made orange chicken, and <laughs> and the orange chicken it tasted so bad. She knows she knows this. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> It tasted so bad, and I let her taste. She tasted it, and she was like, her mouth turned a little bit, and she said, "Well, I'm not gonna let you eat this." And I said, "Why? You cooked it for me. Give it here." So I, you know, I engaged and I ate it, and I was like, "Man, this is bad." And you know, at first, through my head, I was like, you know, she'll really like for me to say this tastes good, but then I thought about. It, I said, you know, pleasing her that way don't really benefit us in the long run. A lot of relationships are killed prematurely because y'all not when y'all dating and stuff like that, y'all y'all killing each other because y'all not being honest with each other. Y'all basically lying about what pleases 
one another because you really go into it just trying to please yourself. And a lot please, of times, not just here's the thing, not just please their self, even pleasing that person. The emphasis is never on people say all the time, how can I have a godly marriage or how can I date godly? You would have to actually care more about what God thinks than the person you're trying to impress. Right. He would have to be the thing that you are truly dating when you are dating. dating. Wow. He would have to be the thing that you are seeking the approval of, even though you are sitting in front of a man who you want to approve of you. He would have to be the thing. That's the only way it's godly. Don't tell me that you play baseball. And every time I see you play baseball, you don't really know how to play. You are trying to play baseball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No different than you are a musician. It, it, you don't have no time for frauds. Right. Somebody tell you that I'm a musician too. And then all of a sudden you see them play and you're like, bro, you're not a musician yet. You need to practice some more. You need to practice. No, no, man. Uh, how come you'll never give me no gigs? I can't get you no gigs because you don't know how to play. We want things from God, though we do not discipline ourselves to operate in a way that is concerned about whether it pleases him. Wow. Cain didn't care about pleasing God no more. He cared about how pleasing God pleased him. So when he finally met up to a point where God wasn't pleased no more, he wasn't trying to figure out what went wrong. He was trying to figure out how he messed up. How come it's wrong in the wrong way? It just angers, just angers us when we can't understand why our wife not happy. Why are you not happy with this? Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's never, it was never about pleasing God. It was never about giving him an acceptable offering. We miss it. We disqualify ourselves. Romans 6 and 12 says, don't let sin reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Don't let sin reign in your mortal body. That's a, he said, you don't let it reign in your mortal. Do we know what reign means? Not R-A-I-N-R-E-I-G-N. That means that this thing is the ruler. It is the king. That's why he says, don't let it reign in your mortal body. Don't let it rule you. A.K.A. I'm about this bag. <laughs> I'm about this bag. I'm about this woman. I'm about this career. I'm about this whatever. Yeah. When we look at these murderers out here, when we look at these police officers even... They are ruled by fear. Yeah, absolutely. I've said it. I said, you know, these not vigilante uh, uh, African-American killers. They're, <laughs> they're fearful. They're fearful people who let sin reign in their mortal. Y'all not supposed to be anxious. Y'all not supposed to be fearful. Y'all not supposed to be lustful. Y'all not supposed to be any of these emotions that reign in us, that rule us. If they're ruling us, where is the throne for God? It's sitting in God's throne. It's sitting in God's throne. Watch the throne. <laughs> Y'all want to know what's wrong with you? 
People want to know, why am I struggling with sin? Watch the throne. Ask yourself, who's on your throne? Right. If your emotions are, you already know what's going on. God was concerned with Cain to the point where he talked with Cain. Before it all went down. Before it all went down because Cain, he saw who was on Cain's throne. He said, sin is crouching at your door, bro. He said, that throne that used to be for me. He's like, I'm seeing some similarities to your mama. I'm seeing some similarities to your father. Think about it. Adam got kicked out too. Why? Because he let his emotions rule him. Yeah. One's love for God trumps their love for anything. One's love for God and acceptance of God will cause him to sometimes say no to his wife. One's love for God will cause him to say no to himself. Eve was supposed to say no to herself, and Adam was supposed to say no to Eve. Oh my goodness! Right. Oh my goodness! Because you can't you can't lead something that you're trying to please. You just can't. Goodness! You just <laughs> yeah. You can't lead something you're trying to please. Man, we we gotta get a little sound effect. <laughs> you can't leave something you're trying to please. Psalms 119, 133 says, Establish my footsteps in your word, and do not let any iniquity have dominion over me. Establish your footsteps in God's word. People are like, well, how do I rule this? You need to follow. That's what he means by establish God's foot, your footsteps in his word. You need to walk according to what? The word of God. That's what God was saying to Cain. He said, if you do well, won't I accept you? If you walked in my word, won't I accept you? If you walked according to the word, I know how angry you are, mm-hmm. but you know what the word said. I know that dude just spit in your face, but you know what the word said. I know she just said the most hurtful thing she could ever say to a black man. But what does my word say? Who are you going to walk in? Because if you decide to walk in me, then sin won't have dominion over you. Yeah, it's no instinct. It's no instinct in a people like instincts took over, and I don't know what uh -uh, happened. No, you could have walked in God's word, and instincts would have died. That's how that's where paranoia comes from. Paranoia comes from emotions, right? You be like, I know, no, I know, I know. They they all after me. Are they all after you? Because you real emotional right now. Look at you. You emotional. You emotional. When you emotional, sin is crouching at your door. And what happens? These thoughts and imaginations exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Now you ain't walking according to his word. You're letting sin have dominion over you. Well, we was just talking about, we was talking about how uh, Michael Jordan was dominant. Now, LeBron might put up numbers that are comparable to and exceed Michael Jordan. But the level of dominance that Michael Jordan and his teams had in the league when he played in his prime will never be rivaled. Why? Because that's what dominance looks like. Yeah. Y'all keep losing to a dominant force called sin. Why? Because you won't let God be dominant in your life. It's the only thing that could compete with that. I mean, it's the only thing. Like, when I start thinking about, we always talk about God's track record. When I start thinking about Satan's track record, like, he convinced half the people who actually met God. <laughs> These angels actually was chilling with God 
And he convinced them to dip. Why? <laughs> because emotion drove him and he appealed to their emotion. People say, oh, I don't know if angels got emotions or not. For him to persuade and things like that, those are words that are used in context of a person who can be swayed in some type of mentality. Absolutely. I don't know if they have a human brain, but they I know they have a consciousness. Yeah. One where even the scriptures say that the angels would say, who is man that thou art mindful of them? It, it, so when we're looking at this, we have to see and realize that when you are playing on your team, you can't beat sin. Oh, no. You are. What's a team? What's a whack team? <laughs> what's a whack team? You're the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Without God, you the Denver Nuggets. Going against sin. You the Denver Nuggets. Absolutely. You need to get God on your team. Yeah, you got Bimbo Coles. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to get God on your team so you can stop getting walked over like Kobe. No, no, like Iverson did Tyrone Lue. Yeah, that was bad. But You got to stop getting disrespected. You got to stop getting dominated by sin. Look at this scripture. Job 11, 14 says, if iniquity is in your hands... Put it far away and let not injustice dwell in your tents. What are you allowing to dwell in you? The past. The emotions. <laughs> no, yeah. But here's the thing. The past incites emotion. Absolutely. When we allow emotion to reign. The past can be a powerful thing if we look at it through the eyes of God instead of what? Emotions. emotions. Oh, man, that's good. That's why people have a hard time remembering the people that they've lost. That's why people have a hard time getting past trauma in their past because they're, it's connected to emotion. And that makes it so that that past is dominant over them. Wow. It controls them. They can't get past it. It destroys them. He says, y'all got to remove iniquity. He said, put it far away from you. The, the, the things that's dwelling in your heart, you got to get those injustices, those things that are not acceptable to God. You got to get them out of your tents. We know what they are. We know what they are. Oh, yeah, because we, we recite them every morning. <laughs> it's, it's ever we present. Yeah. We recite them. Last thing. Jonah, chapter 4, 1 through 4. Go down to the last verse in chapter 3. And the whole thing was Jonah was supposed to tell these people that God is coming to get them. So these people of Nineveh, guess what they did? They repented. And you know what God said? He said, since y'all repented, I'm going to relent. They repented, God relented. And then this happened. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. Jonah was mad at God because God didn't do what he thought God should have did. Oh, my Yikes. goodness. Oh, my goodness. We're going to finish the rest of this in overtime. <laughs> but I'm going to touch it a little bit more. And he prayed to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, look at him. He's praying. A lot of y'all pray. You do. But you praying in the wrong heart like Jonah. Yeah. You angry. 
he prayed to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? Now you got me looking wrong. Yeah. He's worried about his self. self. Yeah. You had me tell these people that they're going to be destroyed. And then you go and you flip it. This is why I made haste to flee Tarshish. I, this is why I did everything. I did all of this to tell those people they was going to die. And then you didn't kill them. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore, now, O Lord, please take my life from me. <laughs> you want to go now. For it is better for me to die than to live. Now, he said all of this. Y'all know y'all y'all be big mad. Y'all do all this text. This is a text block. Yeah. And all God said is. Uh, why you mad? Oh, yeah. It's why you mad? I just saved the people. Why you mad? And it says, and the Lord said, do you do well to be angry? As we close out, guys, ask yourself that question. Does it benefit you to be in your emotions? Does it benefit you? Do you do well by being angry? Do you do well by being lustful? Do you do well by being anxious? Do you do well by being hurt and depressed? Do you do well by being manic and excitable one minute and down the next? Do you do well by operating by the fleeting nature of your emotions? Because they put you in a bad place with God that even when you obey him like Jonah, you find yourself angry at God when things don't go your way, when it's all about you. And you can't you can't box with God. So uh, there's different ways. And won't stop him. <laughs> yeah. Won't stop him. Won't stop him. People do all this good and be like, well, I'm still single. I'm mad. You might as well just kill me. How did I do all this and you didn't give me what I wanted? I did all this for you and I'm still broke. I did all this for you and you blessing other people. Why you mad? That's what God's saying. Why you mad for? Because you did it. You're supposed to do it to please me. That's, that's where we get to is our emotions are hindering us and putting us in a place where we aren't truly acceptable to God. Emotions can only please us. Only can please you. And you'll consistently be disqualified because you're constantly engaged with what is instinctive to you. Episode 62, Why You Mad? I'm Forrest Hall. Philip Hall. And continue to support, listen, share it with others. We're going to continue with Jonah chapter 4 over in a little more matters. God bless. <laughs>